Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 47, In-App Purchases. Uh, I want to get back to some more informational subjects and kind of not go through history because I started uh, getting too in-depth in history and playing a lot of Commodore 64 and then dealt with some other stuff and I've fixed, I think, almost all those problems. So I'm hoping to do two podcasts here in a row. Uh, but as we get closer to episode, you know, 50, I, I want to get into some subjects that are more uh, kind of meaty ones. And this subject is all about money. Yay. Or money you spend after you install and download a game. So an in-app purchase also considered a microtransaction, although microtransactions can go a bit further as a subject and get a lot deeper. But we're going to talk about when you buy something in a game after you've installed. So this is really, like I said, after you've purchased your game, you've installed it for context, you can get the game for free or you can purchase a game and then can do some in-app purchases. But before getting ahead of myself, let's talk about what an in-app purchase is. I have to thank the good people at Apple and Google because if you go out to their development sites, they have some really good resources to explain what in-app purchases are. But I'm going to give you the, the overall. So you install a game and you have the opportunity to buy something for the game. Now, that buy could be you buy a resource, you buy uh, maybe a boost of that gives you like triple a resource when you're doing something. It could be you're buying a... Uh, a tabard that you wear or a flag that you carry or a special weapon or a, a special uh, dragon or tiger or something you mount as you run around on. Um, it could be a specific color you can dress in or even clothing. But there are some in-app purchase types and I really narrow them down to four. Uh, so there could be multiple types in an app. An app could have multiple types. Um, but you can also have just one in a type. So, okay. So again, this is not just Apple. This is Google Play. It's also individual game companies. So let's not just pick on Apple and Google because it's not a bad thing, but PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Steam, you could keep naming things um, for days. I could, maybe not for days, maybe for like the next 10 minutes. Uh, anywho, you have a consumable. So this is where a game player or a gamer can purchase a type of something they consume. This could be extra lives in a game. This could be uh, you're getting some kind of currency in the game. It could be something that gives you a, a boost for, um, you know, you're, you're in your game. So, and, and actually, since it's not, I don't think dating apps are games, but one of the things they could boost your profile's visibility. Well, you could also boost maybe the experience that you're getting in experience points, things like that. Um, but here's the thing about a consumable is you use it, it gets used, and then it can be purchased again. So you can buy it over and over again. Now, all of this builds into the freemium business model that's out there. Uh, so that if you're looking at freemium, you can say purchase a certain item out there and I'm just trying to think of like like a resource or a build but it goes into the freemium model where you can again 
buy all of that stuff, keep buying, keep buying, and it makes more money. And we'll talk about freemium in a second. Okay. So talked about consumables, non-consumables. These are items that when you buy them, they're with you forever. So it could be you wanted that, uh, let's say I'm playing uh, Madden and I want that throwback jersey. I think the Steelers ones, they kind of look like Charlie Brown shirts. So, you know, you could get that out there and, and get that throwback jersey, use that jersey. And that's something that you're never going to have to give up. So you have it for that version of the game. Now, new Madden comes out. They may allow you to move it forward. They may not. It really, you know, is dependent on how the game wants to do this. So the non-consumables, again, are everything. And like I said before, it could be an avatar where your person has a funky hat, or you can have a shirt, or you can have a special building that is only the anniversary building that everybody gets. All right. We then have auto renewable subscriptions. So this is when say like you have a subscription to a game and that is going to renew over and over again. It's not as a recurring basis and you have to cancel it. So um, it's kind of like a gym membership for a game where like you sign up for the gym and they keep taking money out until you decide to say, Hey, I don't want that gym membership. Although the good news is, is when you're doing it with uh, an auto renewable subscription, you can go in and stop it that same day. You don't have to wait 30 to 90 days like with some gyms. Um, the other cool kind of part of this is it could be a place where if you want more storage. So let's say you're playing a game and you get to take pictures in the game. You may need extra space to store those. So easy enough to kind of go out there and find that. So if you think of an auto renewable, um, that my example of auto renewable could be like World of Warcraft, where you pay a subscription to play every month. Um, it could be a monthly fee to play unlimited. You could pay for a certain amount of hours. Um, anyone who has the old uh, old life of being or working with mainframe computers may remember you only had a certain amount of time to run your programs. Similar, but you know, you know this also is kind of like, hey, I have a Netflix or Hulu, iCloud, OneDrive, Apple TV, et cetera. There are hundreds of those, I'm sure, at this point. I don't know. I don't use too many of them. But I will give you a tip on how I handle my auto-renewable subscriptions, is I use one service to pay for them. I use PayPal. And you could use PayPal. You could create, get a credit card. You could, in some credit cards, you can actually have it mark that transaction so you can look at it when they come in, depending on the company. But I like PayPal because I can go out and look and say, oh, I've had these four things. And the other day I had something that's a yearly subscription, auto-renewable, of course. Boom, there's that 10 bucks. I was like, oh, I got to go right out and I'm going to turn that off. $10 out. Okay, I get it. But at least I'm not $10 out times, say, two years and I didn't notice it on my credit card. But PayPal is really helpful because it helps me track it. Um, and I like to track those kind of things a lot. So I do those type of things. Um, but again, if you have a credit card, it can get lost on the credit card. All right. Non-renewing subscriptions. Okay. So this is where you purchase service or content for a limited duration. Um, I was thinking of the game, uh, shoot world of tanks. That's what it is. So in world of tanks, I went out and I bought this booster for a week and it did not renew, but it gives me a booster and actually got a free tank with it. This little tiny speedy tank. It was super cool. 
because um, it allowed me to play a different kind of tank, right? But, you know, this, in my opinion, is probably the cheapest version of these because you may buy a day pass or a weekend pass or an event pass, uh, or you might buy an item that you get to use for a short term. So maybe I'm going to say in World of Warships, maybe you get a submarine. I don't know. I haven't tried that one yet. I don't think I don't know if they have a submarine, but maybe you get that and you can only use that submarine for a certain period of time. And you, you buy it and then you have to go out and do it again. It does not have an auto renewal to it. Um, this is probably the easiest one to go through because it doesn't really hit it. Now, like I said, if Apple covers it, Google has this really good piece. And I'm going to read this off the Google App Store. It says, with some apps, you can buy additional content or services within the app. We call these in-app purchases. Here are some examples of in-app purchases. A sword that gives you more power. A key that unlocks more features. Virtual currency that can be used for purchases. And they have the ability to talk about turning it off. We're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. So there's not much of a difference between Apple and Google, really. And those four categories really cover a good model at making money if you're developing those apps. And I'm going to talk about it from the developer point of view because I, I pinged a couple friends who are developers and I said, hey, why are in-app purchases good? They gave me some good stuff. But, you know, I want to talk also a little bit about my personal experience of the uh, in-app. But again, I also want to give some of the you know financial side of why in-app purchasing is really good. So, um, you know, there is one in-app purchase that is really important to, to get by name. And you can get the in-app purchase to shut off ads. So an ad, you pay for the ad pop-ups to quit. I think that it may be one of the best reasons to get, say, a free app or a freemium app is to turn off the ads. Now, usually when you turn off the ads, maybe if it's like a, a game, a casino game, it'll give you some free chips or something like that. But the, you know, kind of turn off those ads are great. And if you want to get less ads and, you know, you pay $1.99 or $4.99 or $9.99, I really have to side with the developers because they want to develop content and they want to deliver content, but it's cost money to do development, cost money to host, cost money to deliver, cost money for artists and for architects to develop these apps. So they need a way for it to make money. Now, if they deliver that app and it's free, yeah, you play, you play, play it, and they may get the satisfaction and joy if you're doing that, but you can't really eat satisfaction and joy. So from a developer standpoint, turning off the, you know, the app or the, the ability to have ads, and I will use an example because I did this and it's actually used, I'm using a different kind of example, but I did have a game or a, a new service that I wanted to read. And I'll go with the new service because I was going to go with the game. But I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk about games all through here. But I had a new service that I was going to read. It kept having ads. And I was like, okay, I am sick and tired of watching a 45-second ad every time I want to read an article. I want to just sit and read an article. And I started counting how many times a day I would go and watch 45-second ads. And when it got to about 10 or 12, I was like, okay, $1.99, done. Turn the ads off. And that was just to buy the next app up. There was, that's again, non-renewing. Boom, my ads are off. I can now have my sanity back. For $1.99, my sanity is there. I don't go to Starbucks. I don't eat out at the big, you know, expensive restaurants. We, you know, trying to be healthy now and stuff. But I don't 
I, I look where I'm going to spend that money and $1.99 for reading news wasn't so bad. I did the same thing, I think, in Bejeweled a very long time ago. As so I was like, all right, I am tired of looking at the ads. I'm going to pay the money so I don't have to see the ads. It's not a bad thing. Don't feel bad if you do it. It's actually a pretty good thing, and it helps the developers. So maybe you're getting an updated app as this goes forward. Uh, you know, from really thinking about that, is a development, you know, if we're thinking from the development team when they're building that game again, we want to make sure they can build the next version and the better and the better and the better. And sometimes they allow you to transfer things over. Okay. So I also want to talk about in-app purchasing or how freemium changed gameplay. So when I first was buying games and say, when I went out and bought my first Zork or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or Wizardry for the Apple II computer, I went out and bought some discs and I had the whole game. There were no downloads, there were no updates. That's the game. And I would play it, play it, play it, play it. And then eventually finish the game, go buy another game. And that was about $50 a game. But nowadays, I, th I think a lot of people don't want to spend $50 for one game. There are folks who do, and there are tons of uh, uh, titles made by Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo that prove me uh, every day, as well as for the PC. But you really want to have the element of new content, new features, functionality, the ability to turn off music in a game, which is my super pet peeve is when I have to listen to the same song over and over again. I would pay 99 cents to get like 20 songs. Hooray. But this is where if you have a non-renewing and you buy and you get all the materials, you know, or you could say consumable and you get all the materials or you get a non-renewing where you're not going to miss, say, certain context, context is really, really helpful. Um, or you can get a subscription that takes you up a, a level or open up additional content. I paid money for an in-app purchase to get a Leonard Nimoy's Spock character from Star Trek, the original series, uh, from so I could by finishing event. I had to spend some money, so I got the avatar. But I love Spock so much, I had to have it. Um, it was a non-renewing purchase, could be considered more of a consumable by the end of it, but I picked that up. I'd also played, uh, previously played League of Legends and they had the ability to get all the daily upgrades, all the boosts, and it helped me be better than other players who may be playing better than me. And that is one way you can use it. You can use it to play better and see more content. You can use it to play better than other people. You can use it to see other things. That's the in-app purchases are not as bad. Uh, additionally, I have an incredibly cool Tron like outfit. It looks like Tron. I think it's called a light outfit, uh, in animal crossing pocket camp. And I would have never played ACPC without my daughter, Brooke, my oldest. And she showed me it and I'm like, Oh, cool. Look at that. And it was like 99 cents. And I'm like, done. I'm not gonna, what am I gonna spend 99 cents on today? Right. Um, I'm still that guy who also puts his change into a jar. So but you have all these great types of in-app purchases. Okay. And again, like I said, from the development perspective, a freemium app takes a lot of money to get it out there and they have to market it and they want you to see it and they have to have an upsell for features, functionality, gameplay. They don't want to make people play that, but we need a way to protect our developers, especially our game developers, because your creativity and if you've ever seen indie games, and we, we talked about that a little bit, I am going to have an indie game one 
podcast coming up soon because it's going to be cool to talk about Indian games. But the ability to remove the anxiety of if an app is going to sell or if they have in-app purchases to bring in some money that is really awesome and makes that app really awesome, that'd be awesome. But can you, if you can think of a freemium game, that's, that's free. So let's say a free game that did not have in-app purchases that was a huge success. So if you can think of that, hit me up on Twitter. I will find some kind of cool prize and figure out how to get it to you if you can figure that out. So I can't think of one that was not, say, in the last four years, maybe five years that didn't come with something. All right. So talked about how in-app purchases are great. We talked about why it's good for developers. What are some of the reasons that in-app purchases could be bad? Okay. There's not really a bad option here. I mean, these are some things that we all deal with in different areas, but you may have poor buying choices. Maybe you're the type of person who bought all the Beanie Babies or, ever, or maybe you're somebody who bought a lot of X-Men comic books in the 90s. <coughs> uh, excuse me, me. Uh, oh, I did that. I have a, still have a few of those uh, and I refuse to sell them because they're still in the shrink wrap paper. Um, or maybe you're somebody who gets a new car every six months. You know, a, if you are one of those people that gets a car every six months um, and you maybe are thinking about adopting a 50 year old child, hit me up on that one too. But, you know, maybe you have, you know, saying all joking aside, you have an impulse buying or you find yourself buying something every time you check out or you're adding on and you're, you're, you're doing more or you want to buy that extra little piece, everything. Again, I'm not trying to judge, but let's say you have that, you know, in that purchase, oh, I could just, this will save me 10 minutes. I'll just do the 10 minutes. I'm going to save myself 10 minutes. Set the phone down, go wash the dish, go walk upstairs, fold the laundry, whatever. Save the 10 minutes. I've watched people spend money so they can save themselves an hour of time. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, if you got lots of money, go ahead. You're wealthy. Great. But if you're looking at it and you're going, oh no, I spent $40 on this app this week. And you're like, to save myself time that maybe I set the phone down and did some work and got done with it, whatever. The other one, and it's always kids' fault. So we'll talk about kids because kids ruin everything, right? Well, not everything. Sometimes it's old people who ruin stuff, but never people who are just over 50 or over 50 in general. We're all good. No, I'm kidding completely. But this is going to sound bad about children, but if you give your kids a device and you do not manage that what they're doing on that device, what they're playing, what buttons they're clicking, you're going to be one of those people that uses the old excuse, oh no, my kid clicked the button and spent $400 on clothes. Now that also could be your kid if you let them have their own phone in Fortnite and they're out there buying $400 in dance moves because they found your credit card and you didn't tell them that was a bad idea or you never had the money talk. In our house, we've had the money talk very early. But it is also something you can put a code on these and you can put a password on because you may give your kid, maybe you've given your kid a game that is lots of fun and it maybe let's say it's Paw Patrol or it's Peppa Pig or it's Let's just say it's something that's, again, lots of fun. And they're thinking, this is so awesome. And I want Peppa Pig to have this cool yellow dress. Oh, I'm going to click this button. And then it says, oh, what do you want to buy this for $4.99? Or we get this clothing subscription. Boom. You hit it. And then you're trying to figure out, how did I spend $4.99 on Peppa Pig? And you're realizing your kid did it. Most 
devices, tablets, phones, computers have the ability to put on security and say, do not buy these. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But your kids may try to do that. Now, just don't let your kids do it. If they're playing on an app or, and I've had friends where their kids have either installed or bought apps, which is really crazy. And I've watched the kid like on the Apple de- device, go to the store, click on the device, double tap the side and then hold it up there to mom and dad's face so they could buy an app. And the parents are like, oh, it just keeps them quiet. There are other ways to keep kids quiet, but you figure yourself out. The other item is buyer's remorse. So I always think of this. If you spent $99 on an app or you spent $99 on a new outfit or clothing or something like that or something for your house, or you bought a $99 steak and ate it, usually two of those, you're going to feel bad about a point unless you don't. You spend the money on the app or you spend the money on the steak. You could have buyer's remorse. Did I do the right thing? Did I need this? Did I want this? Now, some of it may be like, hey, I'm not I, but like, let's say you decide, oh, I'm going to give myself $200 a month to spend on games or video, whatever, or video game. Maybe it's your entertainment. You don't have cable. Easy enough. So when you hit the 200, great. But some people will spend a lot of money just to get an upgrade just because they want to be the first person to get it, just because they want to get that feeling of dopamine, of achievement. And then they're going to be like, oh, whereas you could take the something back for the house or the new outfit. You really can't take the steak back. So that's probably for the best not to do that. But in the same way, in some apps, you can actually say, hey, I didn't mean to buy the $80 avatar that looks just like my picture. And they may come back and say, oh, no, I didn't want to think about that because, you uh, you know, there is a cost of doing this. There is an ability to go back. So you have buyer's remorse. And the final part is actually the most serious one is security. So if you're storing, say, your pa- your favorite password, please have different passwords for different things. Um, or maybe your least favorite credit card because you want to spend as much money as possible. And you want to install that into somebody's application on your phone or tablet or computer. You're then trusting that company who is developing games and may not think about security over your interest. Now, I'm not saying game companies do that type of stuff, but I will tell you there are people out there trying to exploit it at all times. Again, I go back to the PayPal thing. Oh, I'm not buying something. Oh, pay- went through PayPal. Now there's an intermediary, intermediary owning it. And when it say somebody would break into PayPal, well, then I can click the button and say, hey, PayPal, somebody has broken in and done this. Okay. So we're talking about those good, how money works, development. Let's talk about how we can turn off or make it so that we may get some of our money, et cetera, back. You can actually shut off in-app purchases on iOS, on Google, and most of the game consoles have the ability to shut off in-app purchases or do not install your credit card on your device. Now, okay, my, my Apple device, my iPhone, I have my credit card. It's actually worked out one day because I forgot my wallet, went to the store, and I was like, oh, I can use Apple Pay. Hooray. But let's just say on your kid's device, meh, or maybe you have a device that everybody in the family uses, eh, maybe turn it off there or add it and when you're going to use it. Um, but, you know, do that. Be able to turn off in-app purchases. Really, really important. You can also request refunds for in-app purchases. So, oh, I bought this 
avatar of let's say i don't want to pick on anybody in star trek who, who are we going to pick on star trek i picked no not ricardo montabon because he's awesome as con oh let's say i picked a avatar of our red shirt guy you know they always die every episode and then i'm like oh i really didn't want that i could send a note back try to do it like within the day you buy it not like a year later and say oh i'm gonna have my 999 back ta-da and then finally, there is security in the administrative functions that will put a block in front of you and purchasing those. Okay. So we got so serious near the end. I thought I'd put down one of my funniest thing I thought about in-app purchases. And I was reading about it. And the South Park guys, Matt and Trey, in season 18, had an episode called Freemium Isn't Free. And it actually goes into the psychology where... The, the one of the main characters stands and if you don't watch South Park okay sorry if you have watched South Park so Stan gets an app for Terrence and Philip and starts buying Canada dollars and spending and then eventually at one point I think he spends $28,000 at some point in it um, but his dad starts lecturing him and then his grandfather who likes to go to play the slot machines and stuff like that he starts lecturing his father and so he's lecturing Stan and his father while he's sitting there trying these different like, oh, I'm just a tasting or it's a, you know, a beer and a shot and a glass of wine. He's like doing all this drinking. It's really funny. But at, they've they eventually figure out that this freemium game for Terrence and Philip was created by the Canadian Minister of Mobile Gaming. And I have to read this also known as Beelzeboot, wait, Beelzeboot or the Canadian Devil intent on ruining the lives of Canadians with his evil schemes, including mobile games with in-app purchases. It's kind of funny that the fact that, you know, it has to be a Canadian devil that's doing a freemium game that's completely taking over for everybody. I thought that was pretty hilarious that they're, you know, they found that out. I mean, I think it's poignant. And I think the Simpsons may have done something about it. I, I, I have to do a little more looking on that, but I'm sure they did. I think they did something with Lisa one time where she bought a lot of stuff from what was Mapple. I think it's what the group there instead of Apple. And so she gets in trouble. But again, the ability to do that, we can laugh at ourselves. And you know what? We've all made a bad purchase. I'm trying to think. Parachute pants, maybe. Yeah, parachute pants in rural Illinois. Oh, bad choice. Plus it's so hot. Oh, anyhow. So last thoughts, in-app purchases are okay. In fact, they're better and okay. They make games better through content, resources, no ads, increased gameplay, more fun. They make game development easier as well. And in some ways, cheaper options for developers to make money instead of to making a giant, massive product that then they may or may not have people like, you know, ultimately you've got to make this decision on your own in-app purchase or not in-app purchase. I will tell you, I did check how much money I've spent in-app in purchases over the last 20 years. And yes, I am that big of a nerd is that I actually have kept a little spreadsheet uh, watching what I spend money on. So like car payment, house payment, food, games and i actually put games in there because when i started buying board games and video games a long time ago i was like wow i spent like 300 dollars at a board game convention Ooh, you know and i looked at subscription purchases that pretty much until the last four or five years i had not done really anything or sorry i looked at in-app purchases because until last four or five years i had only had a subscription purchase 
on one or two games. And I looked at all the games I'd spent because, you know, I buy board games. I mean, there are some games out there. I think we have two games I know that are over $200, like board games. Um, It's because they're special editions. They've got all the cool figures, stuff like that. Um, It did not take me a long time to do this. It took me about four to six weeks. That's why I didn't get this podcast done. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Wasn't I was dealing with a lot of other stuff. Anywho. But I looked at those expenses and I divided how much I spent on the games versus stuff like in-apps, subscriptions, avatars, mounts, ships, resources, buildings, shoot, everything. And I only spent about 2.2% to the games. Now, I will tell you that I have spent around $4,800 on games in the last 10 years. That's not bad. I am right now staring at an entire closet and we're talking like, uh, four foot by, well, we're going up to about eight feet of games, board games. I have an entire nether room where we have uh, video games and consoles. And we really haven't bought the latest consoles other than the Switch, but we've bought stuff over the years. You know, I bought every single Guitar Hero. That's was a huge investment as well. And Rock Band. But really, the in-app purchases has not been a huge draw for me. And it doesn't have to be for you either. If there's something you like, buy it. Hooray. But make sure you check your purchases or turn it off and enjoy that purchase if you buy it. And if you immediately buy the uh, the mohawk for your avatar and you're like, oh, I had a mohawk in the 1980s. I don't want a mohawk now that I'm older. I need to not have one. Ask for a refund. Looking forward to the next time we talk.